Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. Mighty God. We're surrounded by you, O oh God. Surrounded by you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Precious Lord. Mm. Lord, do whatever you want to do in this place. Thank you, mighty God. That, that song is really a declaration of how we're going to get through, of how we will make it. That's why it says, this is how I'll fight my battles. I'm going to fight it with my praise. I'll fight it in my worship, right? Hallelujah. And even if it looks like we're surrounded, Lord, we're surrounded by you. I want to share with you today out of Joshua chapter 4. But Cynthia, do you want to share a little bit of that? Your word? Are you okay with that? She gave me a word a few weeks ago in the office and I mentioned it to you. And I told you that it blessed me because I was in a very low place. And then the Lord over the last couple of weeks sort of kept tying a lot of our, the messages into her word. And then even this week, last week when I preached the word, leaving the leftovers, And then this week, sort of, God takes me to Joshua 4, and it again is similar. As almost a reminder, you know, you go through, we go through some things in this life. And it absolutely sometimes appears as though we're surrounded by all kinds of things and problems. In fact, I've found myself, when I finally got through with family this week, 
I found myself sitting last night crying and said, God, how am I going to deal with this now? How am I supposed to fix this? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can say that about a financial problem or relationship or something on work or health problems or however stuff happens in life. But how am I going to get through this? And this morning we were sitting down planning worship and he reminded me of the song, It May Look Like. I'm surrounded, but Lord, I'm surrounded by you. You know, sometimes we don't have to do anything. Joshua 4, when, when we get there, if we get there, I don't know. It's all about them getting ready to cross over. How many have ever felt like you're in transition? You're not completely where you know God has for you to be, but you're definitely not where you used to be. And so you're in limbo. You know what I mean? I, I'm not my all my complete old self. Y'all better thank God for that. Once in a while, maybe some of that old man will rise up. Come on, somebody. And, and, and yet, but I'm not completely made it where I know and believe that God has for me. But yet while we're in the in-between, I, I preached a message once, the in-between. But, but, but while we're in that middle, it's the transition period. Right. It kind of reminds us when we were young and we weren't quite grown yet, but we were in puberty. We weren't, we weren't quite an adult, but we like to think that we were. And I think back and I never want to go through that again. Oh, hallelujah. I think back and I think, oh, if I really would have listened to mom and dad, then if I only would have known then what I know now, you, you know. And yet here we are as an adult and we're not completely who we used to be, but we're not where we, we, we want to be entirely yet. We hear the promises of God. How many of you know that sometimes we're in between promises? We're, we're in between answers sometimes. And so we, uh, we have said even months ago about we're in a transitionary period, not just the church, but the body of Christ. We're in transition. There is a transition happening. There, there has been even a sifting away of, of the body of Christ and, and God's separating wheat from the tear and all of these. I don't have time to get into all that, but there is definitely a, a, a shift and a transition that's been happening. And so when you're in the midst of that transition, it can really cause you and I to get to the point where we say, God, it looks like I'm surrounded. And so it was in the, that this morning and just in message preparation or in, in, in prepping for worship when God reminded me of the song, it may look like I'm surrounded. It was in other words, Adam do nothing. Because it was in, in Josh, Joshua 4 that all they did was, was begin to cross over. And it wasn't until Joshua got, got deep into the water that the waters parted. See, when Moses had to part the waters, he, he just reached out a staff. But how many of you know that sometimes you have to go forward in faith while it looks like nothing's changing? You're starting to see why I believe God had to sing that song. While it looks like nothing's changing, amen, when it looks like nothing's going to change with your grandson in ICU. When it looks like things in our families aren't ever going to change. I, I, my, I can't be the only one dealing with stuff, right? 
when, when it looks like other problems in life don't get changed, sometimes we have to go forward like Joshua into the waters, not just ankle deep, but knee deep, maybe waist deep. Maybe it's up to your neck and you're taking on water and then God will part the waters. And it was after they got through so far. I'm going to start preaching my message if I'm not careful. After they got so far, it was when they got over that they heard the word of the Lord and that said to the priest, pick up from you stones. Not little pebbles, mind you. But I'm, I'm talking about stones, you know. Some things that they had to carry upon their shoulders, big enough, that, that kind of big, you know, boulders. And carry them with you. And, the, and then the purpose of them carrying them with them is so that they could tell the next generation and have a symbol of what God brought them through. Sometimes you and I need to look for the stones in this life of the things that God has brought us through. It kind of relates back to last week when, when the disciples had, had discarded the bread, had ignored it, and all they brought with them was one loaf, right? After God had performed all those miracles, 19 baskets of leftovers. Are you seeing where I'm going? And that we go through life and we forget to bring something with us through all that we've been through. Some of us have been through hell and back. And the only reason we're able to stand here, I, if I was to give you my full testimony, it would curl the ears of most normal church people. Aren't you glad we're not normal? Uh, but, but the truth of the matter is, it, 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 is it's rough and it's hairy and it's difficult, right? And, and yet God has brought us through all of that, but through everything that God brings us through, we're supposed to gather some stones. Some stones that we can show somebody else to say, this is what I've come through. This is, this is what God brought me through. That, that even when, so that we can tell others, it may look like you're surrounded, but really you're surrounded by him. Are you, are you starting to hear what I'm saying? I, I gave example after example after example last week of things that God brought me through. And, and, and they serve as stones that I can show other people, right? It, it serves as stones that when you, when you lose a car or when you get life lighted or you come through surgeries you never should have come through or, or all those things and all the many blessings and things that God has provided for us, those are stones. You and I are sitting in a stone. Right? Some of us are driving around in some stones. Some of us, the very fact that we are even alive still today is a stone in itself. Right? I, I still carry doctor's reports in my MRI reports just to show unbelievers this is what God can do. He, he can take you when you can't walk and cause you to walk. Amen. He can make the lame walk. Right? He can make the blind that I see. And so, church, I'm saying all of that to say it may look like I'm surrounded but really we're surrounded by him, that it doesn't really matter what it looks like when everything looks like it's going wrong. Hallelujah. How many know that the enemy is after an attacking our families? The enemy is after an attacking things that are dear and close to us, right? And it may look like we're surrounded, but we are surrounded by him. I, what I'm trying to get to is that you and I need to make a declaration and kind of put a stake in the ground as it were, amen, and be able to say that from this moment forward, that we're not going to lose another family member. We're not going to allow, we're not, we're not going to tolerate any of the other stuff that goes on in, in our life that for all the problems and the things that we're dealing with in this life, financial, emotional, depression, whatever, that, that you and I need to put a stake in the ground. I'm not going to live another day in depression, right? I'm not going to deal another day with suicidal thoughts or I'm not going to deal another day with, with, my, with my children not being saved, right? And that it may look like I'm surrounded. It, it, 
it, it may look like and the enemy may be causing turmoil all around us to weaken us and cause us to become faint and ineffective, right? But, but it may look like, but really, Lord, I'm surrounded by you. And so we'll just call on the army angels of the Lord to come and even a camp in around us and be a part of what God wants to do and to help us through. Or somebody here of what I'm trying to say, hallelujah. The only reason that, 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 that you are alive today to tell about what is because it may look like you're surrounded. Th those bullets in your house you testified are evidence that something happened that could have taken you out, but it may look like I'm surrounded, but Lord, I'm really surrounded by you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Come on, Cynthia, before I preach. I don't know what God wants to do. We're gonna, I want her to share because it goes in line with this. So I was reading in Joshua. Actually, I got to six, chapter six, but when I was reading, I had to stop and I, I sat for a moment and I was like, Lord, there were so many wars so much there was so much death in those wars like those cities were wiped out completely but what God began to speak to me about those wars and it, he, he said the Israelites had a promise for the promised land and God promised that through Moses we all know that and that land was flowing with the milk and honey all of that but there was a but it was a, a capital but there are others living in that land which they must fight and destroy so God's giving them a present he's giving them a blessing but they're gonna have to fight for it all right so the enemy these were not just other other Christians they were fighting you need to understand these were enemies of God they were full of idol worship they were sacrificing their children was all kinds of sin in this land so this was the city that God had said enough I'm done I'm giving this land your blessing your land I'm giving to the Israelites so they the the Israelites were now called to fight them but that's again where God spoke to me and said pastor has been and our church has been given promises great promises to expand to have ministry for the Lord but God is also saying there's a but you have to fight the enemies that are in that community that's in your life that's around you because that enemy has a stronghold on that community there's things that he's not gonna give up just because your presence is there you have to fight for what you're coming against and those things are things of poverty they're things of uh, where a fatherless homes the families being destroyed there's addictions of all kinds not just drugs there's tons of addictions and God is saying that it's time for this land to be bought bought back for him so if you're declaring a battle God says here if we're declaring a battle don't be surprised when the war comes 
don't be caught off guard because that battle is where God wants you. you know, I, on a side note, I, I had a devotion the other morning and it said the peace was not the absence of trials. Peace was the presence of our Lord. And I thought, wow, that just rung in my heart. So with that battle, you need to know you're on the ground that God wants you to be on, not on shaky ground. So Joshua and the Israelites, they were not warriors when they started. These were freed slaves. They were desert wanderers. They didn't know what war was about. They didn't go to boot camp and learn how to shoot all these rifles and all this stuff and battle uh, plans and stuff. They were led, God spoke to Joshua and he gave him directions, clear directions for his battle. And God was gonna lead him both physically and spiritually. So, you know, you have to stop and think if you've been, you have something that God has called you to and you're looking at it like, I can't do that. I don't have to, what it takes to do that. You're looking with your eyes. And, and God again started to speak to me this morning about looking with your eyes. It's a whole other topic. But don't be deceived by what you see because that's not where God's at. Jericho was the very first battle that Joshua had to fight. And Joshua, God gave him very clear instructions to go to battle with Jericho. It was walk around every day, one time. Joshua had to listen. Did you ever in your, in your process or your own walk that the battle, God says one time, but Joshua maybe thought, maybe we should go twice some days. You know, it might need a little bit more than what we're giving it. But God said, one time go around. And if God tells you one time, he means one time. And then on the final day, they walk seven times around it. So, you know, that's a really strange battle plan. Some might even think it was a little bit crazy. But God doesn't say, look with your eyes again, trust and obey me, which is the most significant part of this is to trust and obey what God has to say to you, even if it looks crazy. It, so also Joshua, I just want to briefly touch in Jericho, Joshua, uh, Jericho was one of almost one of the oldest cities, if not the oldest city. It was fortified. They had walls that were like five under just under five feet thick and 28 foot high now if you're marching around there again look how are these walls gonna what are we gonna do marching around them is gonna do what but Joshua obeyed and the Israelites obeyed so we know that there was victory when those walls came down Joshua's men everyone that was in their place ran straight forward and they conquered the city that was the first war. Just they, they didn't have to do a lot. There wasn't a great plan. It was an odd plan, but they had to follow it. And they followed it, and God gave them victory. But then the second battle, and there's a lot to that battle with Jericho, but the second battle came with I. God was very clear not to take the things out of 
Jericho. But there was one person that he was so tempted that he allowed himself to come over what God had instructed. And he took some silver, I forgot what all, a, a, a very pricely garment, flashy things. He wanted those things that appear to please our eyes, to please us, our flesh. So what he did though, when Joshua went to fight battle with A or I, the men went in to spy and they said, oh, there's only a few people there. We don't need to send the whole army. We'll just send a few. So they only sent part of Israel to fight that battle. They got massacred. Israel lost. They were chasing them back. And they were, the town of Ai was following them. So Joshua fell on his face and thought, Lord, you told me to have victory. You told me to go conquer all this land. So he's beginning now to question what God had called him to do because there was a failure. And that failure was very, very costly. That failure, it, it, they lost 36 men, the, a high price to pay for a sin. And so finally, when Josh was down on his face, just praying and asking God and complaining, God said, get up. And he explained that it was the sin of one person, one person that affected all of Israel. And God said to me, be careful what I bring to church with me. Be careful the baggage that I hold on to, because those things not just affect me, they affect the body. So we go on and I just had three points just real quick. I don't about sin. So sin comes at a high price. It's never done in secret. Here, this Achan thought he was going to, nobody would know. He hid that stuff in the middle of his tent. God knew exactly where that was. He knew exactly how to find it and how to root it out. So what you're doing or what we do, and we think nobody's going to know, nobody's going to see, God sees it. And for the sin of one, which I already said, it affected everybody. So those three points are really important about sin, which again, we, you could go forever. So God tells him once the sin is taken care of and they're done and he's ready to move forward, he said, go out and fight AI. AI is that spelling of that city, so I. So anyways, he said, go out and fight them. He took all of Israel and they fought I and it was completely destroyed. There was a total victory. So God spoke to me also at this again. He said, the Lord says, walk humbly with a holy reference, carefully listening to the Lord. Eyes on the Lord, the path gets narrower as you go. That's actually from Proverbs 6.20. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. Don't look to the right or the left because God has a plan, God has a place. It's not over here and it's not over here, no matter how flashy that looks over there. It's in front with God in, before you following him. So God also told Joshua before many of these battles, don't fear. You know, when you face an enemy, they look huge. They look monstrous. It looks like I'm never gonna make this. But God always said, don't fear. So 
He gave him instructions on how to battle with I. And like I said, we did that. And then Gibeon came in. And this is again where God speak to, spoke to me about looking with your eyes. Gibeon, the men of Gibeon, they deceived Joshua. They knew. It's, it's something when your enemy knows that God's with you. They knew that God was with Joshua and the Israelites. They knew that if they kept without doing something, they too were going to be destroyed. They knew enough that God was in charge. And even though they deceived Joshua, they did it from the heart that they didn't want to die. They knew that this God was going to conquer. So they deceived him. Joshua looked with his eyes, looked at their old bread, their old clothes, and thought, okay, these men will we'll make a, 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 a agreement with them. We'll make that agreement and we'll move on. But it turns out that Gideon was just their neighbor, just a short place away. And so Joshua realized that he had done wrong. But So that Gideon becomes part and they serve the house of the Lord through all generations. So then the kings came against Gideon because it's a lot of wars here, but you know, they came against Gideon because they had heard that Gideon had made a pact with Israelites. So they were Israel. So they were gonna fight Gideon. And so Gideon sends word to Joshua. Joshua and the Israelites come and they battle and they conquer the kings that had come out against Gideon. So again, God had told Joshua not to fear. So one of the other things that was noted that each of these battles got harder as they went. So it started out with just following and marching to each battle got more difficult as they went on. And again, Joshua kept saying, God kept telling Joshua, don't be afraid. Joshua, listen, and the battles continue. So one of the, the biggest things that then happened was towards the end, we'll skip a lot of this, but um, Joshua came to Anakim. These were, the Bible said, large and strong. And if you would think about it, these were the, the giants that the spies first seen. This is the hardest battle that Joshua's coming against. These were the people that scared the spies so much that they ended up in the promised land for another 40 years. And again, so here he is looking at one of these large, strong people. They were giants. And this was the last battle for Joshua and the Israelites as the whole. But God did not take the giants away. So again, you have to look at this. If you're praying for the giants to leave, God, you go take care of them. I'll just wait here. God didn't tell Joshua to wait. God told Joshua, you're going to fight the giants. Don't fear, I'm with you. So those giants aren't taken away. They're not gone, just like poof, whatever. Because some of our prayers can tend to be that way. God, just fix it. Let me stay here, you just fix it. But God said, no, you're gonna fight the giants, the ones that you had feared the most. And he learned from all the other battles 
experience in how to fight, how to listen to God, how to obey. He gained skills with every single battle so that when he faced this really hard battle, he had something to go with. He, had, he has more knowledge. He has a stronger walk with the Lord. He's trusting God. So he now can conquer the giants that he's facing. Joshua, the Bible tells us, Joshua destroyed them utterly with their cities. And the land rested from that time. So what, what strongholds are we up against in light of God's promises. Look at those strongholds. Pray, God, what's my role in this? I'm part of this battle. This is not just pastor's battle. This is not the church. I am part of this church. How am I to fight this battle in line with the pastor, in line with this church? So have you looked to the Lord do you have your eyes on God? Do you have your eyes on circumstances around us? Are you looking to see what God's going to do next and what our role is? Are you looking at what's happening within our eyesight? God says, don't look at what you see. Don't be judged or afraid by those giants. Don't look at those people that come with the old clothes or they're there to deceive you. They don't have to come in with old clothes. Just think about the ones that may come in that want to be a part of something, but really don't want to be part of it. They just want to sit in the comfort of it. So have you stepped out? What Pastor said earlier, have you stepped out into what God's calling you for? Because God's waiting. Joshua had to get very high in the water, like he said. He didn't wait for him at the shore and this, everything looked pretty. Sometimes battles look horrible. They're warfare. People die. They're very hard, very hard to look at. So he wants you to step out and participate in his will, not your will. After you have stepped out, allowing God to be God, not allowing yourself to think it's all about you, but only God could have done what we went through. Only God, by his mercy, his grace, can bring us to a place where we need to be. So I, I cut it short. But that's what then pastor said on his second, when he was the second part. How bad do you want to fight for it? Do you want to have a comfortable Christian life and everything's sweet and nice and I'm politically correct to everyone and I'm pleasant or how bad do you want to fight for what God has promised you so amen and she shared that uh some of that and, and what she shared with me was slightly a little different because it was, it was it was directed to a more personal manner for me but but i want to just come in right behind that with just a, a little something not really sharing with you the the fullness of my of the sermon that i had prepared but when she had shared with me the word in the office a couple of weeks ago i i remember looking across at her and i said 
it's it's that God is trying to raise up a Joshua generation. And I want you to understand just for a few moments of what that really means for you and I. What is a Joshua generation? What what does that what does that mean that that we can hear about Joshua? She spent time there sharing about uh, Joshua and even the battles that sometimes the, the, the battle that they lost, but then the successes that they had. But what does it actually mean that you and I would be a Joshua generation? I, I want to just share a couple of things with you to help you understand, and then we're gonna we're gonna gather together and pray for every battle and thing that we are facing right now in the midst of our life or as a, as a, as a group of people or in our families individually, doesn't matter. A Joshua generation means that we are a generation that moves beyond wandering around the promises of God. All right, we're not just gonna wander around them, but, but we're gonna move into possessing the promises of God. Hallelujah. It means we're not gonna just be the people how many I know that, that sometimes there are some stories in our families that are passed down from generation to generation, right? And, and, and we're not going to be the people that are just going to talk about what God is going to do, but we're going to be the people, we are going to be the generation that we step into what we've heard that God is going to do. How many of you know what I mean? Where, where there are some things we've heard for as long as some of us have been in church that God wants to do, and maybe we've not yet seen that materialized or manifested in its fullness, right? And yet we are the generation, I hope somebody hears me, we are the generation that we're not gonna wander around the promises of God, but you are gonna move into possessing the promises of God. That's why the Bible declares that all of God's promises are yes and amen, meaning it's yours. Every time you read a promise in God's word, you need to just have that attitude, it's mine. It's mine, right? That's what it is meant there for you to receive it as your own. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So we don't need to read it and think, oh, that's for the assemblies of God, or that's for the free Methodist, or that's for the, the, uh, so-and-so in the body of Christ. That's for the goody-goodies. No, no, no. It is for you. All of his promises are yes and amen. And so we're not going to just wander around them, but that we're going to move into possessing them. Hallelujah. These are a people, a Joshua generation, were people that were born in the wilderness, but catch this, they refused to die in the wilderness. They refused to die. Some of us just need to refuse. I, I ain't going to die yet. I think the reason I'm still here is because within me is the, the, the willingness that I just refuse to die. I, I just haven't irritated enough people yet, right? That, 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 that God's not done with me yet, right? That, that there is still more. I just refuse to die, right? It, when, when the enemy tried to heart stuff, nope, I refuse to die. So when the enemy tried to say, well, if, you, if you're going to live, I'm going to make it miserable so you can't walk. I just said, nope, I refuse to die. When I bled so much during that second surgery, they had to give me infusion after infusion, and I hated that, but I just refused to die. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You and I need to be a people that we just say, I refuse to die. And being a people that refuse to die, it also means that you are going to, you are going to make a declaration over those that you love and in your family and those in our neighborhood that not another life will be lost. 
we're just going to refuse to die. Amen. That, that we, are, we are God's people. And so we're going to just make a declaration. Amen. That we're not going to lose another child. We're not going to lose a grandchild. Not a neighbor down the street's not going to get shot. Hallelujah. We're not, we're not going to see another young girl raped. Hallelujah. We're, not gonna, we're, we're just going to believe that. It's not just about the, the, our life that we're living. We're just declaring that we're not going to see any other lives destroyed. That, that we're not going to. We may have been born in the wilderness, but I refuse to die in the wilderness. When, when I die and when I take my last breath, I, I want people to be able to look and well, after they say, oh, doesn't he look nice? I want them to be able to also say, uh, but he finally possessed everything that he had believed for. Hallelujah. The reason the vision statement hangs on the wall of the church and is in every welcome kit and is in the website and everywhere we go is because it should always be before us so that when I finally take my last breath, I've done. I've, I've, I've run my race. I've finished my course. And so it is set there to remind me I can't die yet. Right? God ain't. It, God isn't finished yet. Hallelujah. It's what keeps you and I going. Hallelujah. So, so we, we just refuse to die. They, they also are, are, are Joshua generation understands that, 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 that transition is a journey, not just an event. Oh, that's that word transition I shared with you earlier. It's, it's, it's a journey, not an event. That's what uh, Cynthia was saying earlier, that, that God had given them the land, but they had to possess it. They had to fight for it. Not everything comes easy. You and I cannot be uh, so apathetic in thinking that just because God's word says it, I just can sit back and receive it. Yeah, I can sit down on my couch, but until I pick up the remote, my TV don't work. Right? And so many times we just come into the presence of God, the house of God, and we just think, okay, well, God bless me. No, there are things, and especially in the hour that we are in, God needs the church to rise up and fight. My God, the church has got to have a voice, and we have got to fight for the things that we believe in. We, we can't, I, I, I hate walking around and, and driving around our city, seeing what churches have closed, what churches have given up, right? You go anywhere. You can go Uniontown, Brownsville, Connellsville, right? Now they're selling them, right? We could, because we've just given up. We've got to be able to stand firm and fight for what we know that God wants to accomplish in our lives and realize that God has you and I on a journey and that we've got to possess it, right? E even the Word of God says that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. Hello. Meaning there, there is a time that you and I have to get aggressive and not be so passive about, oh, that happened, right? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, we've lost something else. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. Meaning the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Meaning that the church would get so aggressive, that God's people would get so aggressive. We'd say we're not going to tolerate losing another young life in our neighborhood, right? We're not going to tolerate them, them blowing up our streets anymore. We're not going to, I refuse to lose a child that's going to go to hell. Amen. But that we're going we're gonna to do everything in our power, that we're going to fight for not just souls, but we'll fight for the addicted. We'll fight for those that are getting raped. We'll fight for everything that is within our realm and the things that cause us and, and that we have a passion for. And the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, but that the violent take it by force. Meaning there is a time for the church to rise up. How many of you know that song uh, that says, uh, uh, oh Lord, now it just escaped me. 
uh, about the army rising up. Break every chain, right? Break every, we just sang it last week, I think, right? There's an army rising up. My God, there needs to be an army rising up that that you and I would realize we are going to fight for our families, that we're going to fight for what we're believing in, that we're just, we're going to just stop being the recipients of whatever outcome the enemy decides that we should reap. And we need to start changing the outcomes because the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. That a Joshua generation means that you and I are not weak. It means that we are not fragmented and we are not passive. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not weak. I'm not fragmented. I'm not passive. But what, in addition to that, we, we are a radical, warring, committed, aggressive generation. Hallelujah. We are a radical warring committed aggressive generation yes hallelujah there were some people that were more aggressive and radical on black friday than we are about the things in the kingdom of god i'm telling you the truth god no but would you see people acting foolish? And maybe some of you will. But we need to be that aggra- as aggressive. Somebody said, Cindy, Cindy said she was going to, going to Walmart to get washcloths on Black Friday. And I said, you mean you're going to really go act a fool for washcloths? I said, I'll give you the money. You can pay regular price. Why would you do that? Well, because I think it was like $1.50 cheaper. I said, you are crazy for washcloths. Somebody here was saying, People can go shop, save your money, do whatever it is you want to do, whatever makes you happy. But that kind of aggressiveness when we'll stand in line and wait for them to open the doors and then we'll knock people over, walk on top of people, push our buggies over, you know, and run over people to get whatever it is is the hot item of the year and all that kind of stuff. If the church would just get that aggressive about the stuff that is happening, the stuff that we are losing, the stuff that is is happening against us or what's going wrong in our families, what if we would get aggressive every time someone would get diagnosed with cancer? What if we would get aggressive like that and say, no, 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 not today. What if we would get aggressive when we find out that there are people that we worship with that are struggling to put food on their table right now with the prayer? What if we would get aggressive about more families falling apart? What if we would get aggressive even in our prayer time and say, oh, nope, 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 nope. Uh, we're, we're praying Diana's grandson out of ICU. No six-month-old child's going to lay lifeless like that in an ICU. But is anybody hearing what I'm saying? But that we would be relentless like that. That is what God is looking for when he says that the kingdom of heaven will suffer violence but the violent will take it by force meaning i'm not going to settle for status quo miracles i'm not going to settle for god to just show up in in a, in a cheap thrill or a goosebump or whatever in the presence of almighty god but i want to see total results that the, 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 the a joshua generation are people that didn't just settle they, they learned their lesson from the mistakes that they made they regrouped and continued on they were a generation that said i may have been born in the wilderness but I'm not dying there. I'm going to possess the fullness of all that God may have for me. And that's what God desires of you and I. He needs you and I to recognize that we are to be a Joshua generation. Hallelujah. Uh, that there are some things that, 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 that we're not going to get in this life unless we fight for them. I believe there are some people in our community, in our city, in our county, that they're not going to get what God has for them if you and I don't fight for them. I firmly believe that. I believe that. 
There are some people that don't eat because, uh, 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 wouldn't eat unless it was because of this church. There are some people that don't have winter coats because of what God has had our church. So are you hearing what I'm saying? And so beyond winter coats and food, God says you and I, we have to be able to fight for them. That we have to be able to fight for people when, when, when we get depressed. That we've got to be able to fight for the, the needs that are among our own congregation, but in our own city, in our nation right now. That you and I need to be a Joshua generation. A Joshua generation generation and that when we come through uh, uh, let me let me just say it like this because i i, I want to get ready and I, I feel the need that we need to pray you and i need to be a people as in as in joshua chapter four that when we are facing an obstacle and whatever obstacles that you and i are facing individually or corporately or as a nation right now you and i need to realize that do not get so consumed by what it is that you are standing in front of right now do not be so consumed by your problem, but instead, uh, what I was gonna, what I wanted to preach in its fullness is there's something big coming out of this. You need to, in other words, they're standing in front of the waters and they need a place to go. And it wasn't until Joshua gets into deep into the waters that the waters begin to part. And, and that they begin to see the miracle of God. You and I can't be afraid to get our hands dirty, to start tussling with the devil if we have to, hallelujah, that we can't sit back and be passive and silent no more. Hallelujah. That we've got to get involved. We, we've got to speak up when we need to speak up. Amen. That, that I refuse to just sit back and be passive when I see needs in my own family. When I see things going on in my family that I, I, I have to make a correction to. i got to bring some course correction in the midst of my family because it's my job. Hallelujah. And so sometimes we have to do that. And sometimes we've got to be able to get involved. But we have to deal with it also spiritually and deal with it and pray for what needs to be prayed on lay hands and decree a thing until it be established so joshua and them they get they get deep he gets deep into the water and then the waters part so that they're able to cross over and then the word of the lord comes forward for them to get from uh, it, the bible says this once they got onto stable ground stable ground how many of you know that when you and i are going through stuff i have not felt real stable as of lately at times there are just days where we don't feel too stable hallelujah hard pressed on every side you know all of those things and the, and the lord began to speak to me out of joshua chapter 4 i recognized immediately right there i think it was at about verse 6 where he says and when they when they stepped on and st when they stood on stable ground the lord spoke to them that they would reach down and pick up stones to carry to the other side you and i have to make sure that we are on stable ground god is trying to speak to you and i that we're we're not always on stable ground but he, he says make sure that you are on stable ground and then he wants you and i when we are in a stable place to be able to take something from whatever it is that we're going through that'll be a part of our testimony so that he could show the next generation what God had brought them from and brought them through. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Whatever it is that we're going through right now, God wants you and I to be able to carry some stones across to the other side. So I don't just have to tell people what God has brought me through, but I can show them. I, I, I can give them a, a visual aid of all that God has done. Some of you, whatever it is that you are going through right now or whatever battle you're about to go through, God wants you to collect some stones, not some pebbles, 
but I mean some stones, hallelujah, that you'll be able to show and demonstrate your testimony of what God has brought you through, hallelujah, because we will be an aggressive generation. We're not going to settle for status quo breakthroughs or or, or mediocre uh, uh, anything that we want to see God do the extraordinary. We want to see God. See, we, we, we like to shout about the fact that we are overcomers, but we are not an overcomer if we never come over anything. Right, And there's a lot of churches that we'll shout about overcoming. We'll do all those things. We'll sing and shout and dance about overcoming. You ain't come over nothing. All you're doing is hopeful thinking. God wants you and I to come over some stuff. Hallelujah. He wants us to come over some stuff that we can truly be called overcomers. Hallelujah. That's what a a, a Joshua generation is, that we're going to overcome some stuff that I will not be known by what I've dealt with in my past, but I will be known by the things that I overcame. Hallelujah. That's what you will be known by. You defeated it. That's why I tell people when they, we, I, I, when I deal with people in addiction or cancer or anything else, I said, no, 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 you don't have cancer. You are, you are battling cancer. You are overcoming it. Hallelujah. No, no, you are not a drug addict. You are overcoming being an addict. Because you've got to speak life to that thing. I know that the, the 12-step program speaks otherwise, but I'm just preaching word. That you have got to call yourself as what, how he calls you. And so I'm coming over addiction. Therefore, I am an overcomer. Amen. I'm coming out of bankruptcy, right? Right, right. I, I'm coming out of cancer. I'm coming out of leukemia. I, I, I didn't just have a heart attack. Every time I go to the doctor and they say, oh, oh I see you had a heart attack. No, 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 no. I, I overcame that. You better look again, fool. Right? You better look again at my medical records. I, I overcame that. Oh, I see you had a few surgeries. Yes, but I'm walking. Right? I, I, I see you've been diagnosed. No, 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 no. I, I'm an overcomer. Right? My, my doctor knows by now, when she says anything, she said, I know you're going to tell me. I, I said, yes, I am. She knows before she ever tells me blood work or anything. She said, I know you're going to start preaching and speaking. Yes, I am. I'm going to tell you all about yourself and tell you that what you're reading in your chart is wrong, but for God. Because every time I do that, it makes her look like a liar. And I love it. And she's still confounded. She's still confused after all of these years. And she's even a believer. But she do, she's a believer only to a certain degree. Are you hearing what I'm saying? She, she believes that he is. And she believes, oh, you can pray. But she still struggles to believe that it was him who raised me up out of that bed. She still uh, struggles to believe that it was him that somehow fused my bones together to cause me to walk again. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? She still refuses to believe that, that there's a power that's bigger than her. Oh, hallelujah. And so every time I go in, I said, the devil is a liar. She knows. She'll start reading me. And I'll sigh or chuckle. She said, I know. I know you're going to tell me. I said, the devil is a liar. Because what you're telling me is an evil report. It does not line up with the word of God. So the devil is a liar. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I, I, from the moment that I go in that place, let them know I am an overcomer. Whatever you're about to tell me, whatever you're about to read to me, the devil is a liar. I, I don't receive that as my report. Hallelujah. Because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And it always works. Always. There hadn't been a time yet that I've gone to the doctor. I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes it's lasted maybe a couple of months. But there has not been a time yet that God has not turned something that was wrong and made it right. Hadn't been one yet. Not one. 
Why? Because we are overcoming and we are a Joshua generation. So I'm not going to settle for whatever it is that life has dictated to me. No, my job is to change results. My, my, that's who I am. I, 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 we are we're, we are we are warriors. We are fighters, and so I, 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 we don't we just don't sit back and accept whatever it is that's dealt our way. No, we 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 are history makers and world changers. So if, when I'm dealt a particular hand, it is my job to know that there is a power that I have access to, a power that is inside of me that I can change outcomes. Come for me. I, I said last night after I sulked and cried a little. I said, Devil, you are messing with the wrong thing. I'm coming for you. You, you, you will not do what I see you are trying to do. So I'm coming for you. Amen. People were talking this week about gunshots all over Uniontown. I said, you are not going to get this city. You are, you are out of your mind. God moved us into Uniontown. I'm coming for you thugs. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. Are somebody here on what I'm telling you? Because you and I have to be willing that we are going to overcome. We are a Joshua generation, which makes you and I relentless. I'm telling you right now, April, we can have sad days and bad days and all of those things. And you and I, we have a lot of those sad days and bad days. Come on. But I am too relentless to give in to sad and bad. I'm telling you, because the Lord has declared that you and I are overcomers. We are overcomers. And everything that he has promised in his word is ours. And we're going to possess those things. Hallelujah. And so you, you I, I need you to find the relentless person inside of you. I need every person to find that we're going to be relentless today and we're going to pray for for your grandson. We're going to be relentless today and we're going to pray for my kids. We're going to be relentless today and I'm going to pray for my grandson in the name of Jesus. I'm going to be relentless today and pray for his mother in the name of Jesus. We're going to be relentless today and pray for your sick family. We're going to be relentless and pray for everybody that is not able to be here because they're still sick because we're not going to accept status quo results. Is anybody hearing me? I, I hope I didn't come to just preach to myself that we're we're not going to accept whatever it is that we are facing and dealing with. I, I, you are not going to accept whatever it is your checkbook says. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. It was prophesied years ago that we will be one of the second biggest employers in the county. I'm telling you, you better wait because we're stepping into the vision. I didn't get to make the announcement today. We're going to make the announcement probably at the gala coming up about what God is going to do up here at the uh, 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 what will be the Uniontown Dream Center. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We're going to employ people. We're going to have much more people working in the office, and they're actually going to get paid. Hallelujah. Because we're a relentless people. We are relentless. Relentless. I'm like a kid checking out at Walmart. But can I have it, please? But can I have it, please? Pulling on our leg. My kids used to do that all the time. Right? I, I, that's how I'm going to be. I, I'm going to be like, I, I'll be the devil's worst nightmare. You need to make up your mind today. You're going to be relentless. You're going to be the devil's worst nightmare. You're going to be whatever battle thing you're facing right now, the wor their worst nightmare. Because of greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Because the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, the violent, you and I, We'll take it by force. We will take it by force. There's a text that I believe it's in, in 2 Kings, and it says, Give it to me now. If not, I'll take it by force. I'll find it for you to make sure. I believe it's there. It says, Give it to me now. Give it give to me now what you took that was not yours to take. If not, I will take it by force. 
you need to have that kind of mentality today as we get ready to pray. Devil, you can just give it over right now because if not, I'm going to take it by force. Hallelujah. Everything that has ever been stolen from us, everything that's ever been taken from us, everything that's been ever, ever depleted, give us our joy back. Or I'm going to take it by force. Give, give me my, give me my, our relationships back and our finances back, or we're going to take it by, give me my health back, or I'm going to take it by force. Hallelujah. Because Jesus already settled that. So I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it. I'm coming for it. Somebody asked me the other day after I spent 13 years on pain medications and having to preach the gospel on Roxy Code, and they said, how'd you do it? Because I decided one day I was going to take it by force. That's all. I'm telling you, I was preaching the word. I, I didn't mess, you know, I didn't take them like I wasn't. I took them the way I was supposed to. I wasn't abusing them. But it was bondage. And finally, one day when the Lord set me free, I said, I'm coming for my health. I used to even on medicine have days where I couldn't even move or get out of the house or any of those things on back pain. It wasn't until I said to the Lord, okay, God, it's got to go. Until I said to the devil, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you and I'm getting my health. I'm coming for you and I'm getting my health. I'm not going to live like this anymore. I, here I went praying for people and they're getting healed up and down their bodies and I'm still popping pills. I said, what's wrong with this picture? My healing, the restoration came in me letting go of something that I was relying on more than God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. And so when I made up my mind, I'm coming for you, devil. I'm going to get my healing. I'm, I'm going to get my health back in the name of Jesus. And I got relentless. That's what enabled and caused room for God to move. Some of us need to make some room for God to move. Hallelujah. I want us, if we can, we're going to pray together. And I want us together, those of you that, that are willing to be aggressive and pray with me, if you will. I want you to come and, and join me. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray for all the things that I mentioned. And we're just going to pray wherever the Holy Ghost leads us. Diana's a grandson and sick families that are sick. And we're going to pray for uh, my daughter. And we're going to pray for my grandson. Come on. We're going to pray for you. We'll pray for wherever he leads us. You say, I, I'm, I'm going to be a Joshua generation. I'm going to get what was promised. I'm going to get what was promised. I'm not going to die in the wilderness I was born in. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, 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 I may have been born into one situation, but I'm not going to die into this situation. We're going to pray, decree a thing, and it shall be established. It shall be established. It shall be established. If you can, just make a point of contact. You don't, if you don't even have to join hands, touch a shoulder, do whatever it is you need to do. But, but just make a point of contact because I believe in the power of agreement. I believe in the power of agreement. We're going to be a Joshua generation. We're going to be a people that says, I, 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 I'm not going to die in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm going to receive what is mine. I, I am a part of a Joshua generation. They can call me crazy. They can call me radical, but I, I'm going to get what's mine. We're going to get what's ours in the name of Jesus. So pray with me, would you? Just pray with me. Hallelujah. Don't be, don't be afraid to pray with me. Everybody at home, pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you now because, God, we recognize 
our, our absolute need of you. God, we recognize that you're trying to speak a word, God, through what you shared through Cynthia. God, what you sh- shared today about being just a Joshua generation. And God, we, while we didn't preach what we normally would preach, God, today, we're, we're trying to hear the voice of the Lord. God, we're trying to follow you, you Lord, where you're leading. And so, God, we're just going to pray and call out to you. Lord, we're going to pray to you because, God, we know that in who you are. God, we know how mighty you are. We know how powerful you are. And God, like Joshua, Lord, we want to be sure and be obedient. God, we want to be sure and not miss you because, Lord, we can miss a moment or we can seize a moment. So, God, we want to be able to seize a moment. And, God, we receive your word that you'd have us be a Joshua generation, that we would, that you'd have us be a people that, that step into and receive the things of God and not die missing out on the things of God. So, Father, first in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray over every person under the sound of my voice that, Father, in the name of Jesus, everything that we're standing in front of God right, right now, God, every obstacle, God, every problem that seems to be bigger than what we could ever deal with, God, every issue and circumstance, God, that, that seems bigger than our resources and, and, and seems to be looming over us, God, every depression and suicide, God, every uh, ounce of poverty, God, every ounce of every, every other issue and problem that assembled around this place today, God, as we stand here today, God, we recognize, and Lord, we just put a stake in the ground, and yes, Lord, we do declare war, but Lord, we refuse to be a casualty of the war. God, we are in a battle, and we are in war, but Lord, I refuse today that any of us would be a casualty of the war, that Lord, we're not going to come in and uh, be, be in a casualty of what we're going through, but Lord, we, we will cause the casualties of the war, that Lord, we're, 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 that we would take ownership, and we would take back everything that has been stolen from us. God, I pray today that you would cause us to be a Joshua generation. God, I pray that you would rise up the fighter within each of us, God, that we'll not accept life and to, to be mediocre, that God will not accept life to be far below, God, what you intended it to be. But God, I pray that we, we, we would start stepping into and receiving the blessed life in the name of Jesus, that God, we're not going to pray hollow prayers and expect little results. But Lord, today we pray in the name of Jesus over every need, over every need and person and family represented in this place today in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for our grandbabies. We pray for our grandchildren that, Lord, are, are, are battling sicknesses. God, we, we thank you that we don't accept outcomes. God, I pray over Diana's grandson in the name of Jesus. God, we don't accept whatever results doctors are giving. Lord, we don't accept diagnosis, but the devil is a liar. Lord, in fact, I just call him out of the ICU in the name of Jesus. I declare breath of God begin to breathe in the lungs of that young, that young baby in the name of Jesus. Breathe now, breath of God, into his body. I pray may the, may the very life of God flow through him. May he begin to breathe on his own without the help of machines. I pray even now that life begin to, let him begin to be mobile, not lifeless, not looking like dead. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus that we just speak life to him. We speak life to him all over his body in the name of Jesus. Breath of God, breathe over him in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every report of the doctor. I thank you for him. I thank you for every nurse. I thank you for every aide. I thank you for every person helping them right now. But God, I thank you that they are not our resource. And I rebuke the reports and I speak the very life of God. I speak the breath of God over him in the name of Jesus. It is by your stripes we were healed. I speak the life of God. I speak the life of God over him. God, let today be a day where there's a divine turnaround, a divine reversal in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke you, you foul sickness. We rebuke that off of him's body. I rebuke RSV. I rebuke whatever title they want to give it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that and I speak healing to him. Healing, total restoration. Total restoration. Bring him out of the hospital in record time. Bring him out of the hospital in record time. That, that Lord, I thank you for, for long life over his body in the name of Jesus. Long life in the name of Jesus. For every other person battling sicknesses and disease and diagnosis, we thank you that, Lord, the devil is a liar. And God, we just speak the divine healing of Jesus Christ. We speak it as by your stripes that, Lord, we are healed. So around this room, God, and through the camera today and in our families, we speak healing from the youngest to the oldest. God, I speak healing not just from physical problems, but I speak healing from emotional and mental things over depression and suicide, God, over addiction and all of those things. God, over every diagnosis given by a doctor, we speak healing and total restoration in the name of Jesus. In fact, devil, I tell you now, you release, you release things that you are holding up. You let go of every stronghold in the name of Jesus. If not, we will take it by force. We're coming for you, devil. We're coming for you. We recognize recognize that we are in a war. We recognize that we are in a battle. So you, you loose your hold on the very people of God or we will take it by force. We rebuke every devil. We rebuke every spirit. We rebuke every, every sickness. We rebuke every disease. We rebuke everything that has been, been sent on assignment to bring destruction and limit our lives in the name of Jesus. And I speak breakthrough over your families. I speak breakthrough every life in this place. I, in fact, I break the back of lack over somebody in this place. I break the back of lack where you have been struggling and struggling and struggling. But right now I break the back of lack and I decree and I declare that the devil let go of your resources and your finances. And the more you make, the more you lose. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I declare that you would be a Joshua generation and that you would take back the spoils that you have lost and that you will come into a, a season of receiving the spoils that you have lost and the spoils that have been taken from you in the name of Jesus. And that God, we would enter a time and a season and of overflow now in the name of Jesus and we'll give you glory and we'll give you honor and we'll give you praise right now in this place hallelujah God we'll pray over our city we'll pray over our families God we'll pray over all the people that we love God all all the areas and the battles that we are facing God it may look like I'm surrounded but God I'm really surrounded by you God it may look like we have battles we're fighting on multiple fronts but Lord really we're surrounded by you we might be fighting sickness over here and a devil over there we might be fighting poverty over here and, and addiction over here, but it might look like I'm surrounded, but Lord, we're surrounded by you. And so, for, Father, I call on the army angels of the Lord to encamp around our families and around our homes, around our neighborhoods and around our families. God, I call on the very army angels of the Lord, God, to encamp around our county here in Pennsylvania, that God, will be, we are in a battle. We're in a battle, and this is how we're going to fight our battles. We're going to fight our battles praying and seeking you. We're going to fight our battles giving you praise and glory even while we're in the battle even while the enemies of our enemies would assemble against us Lord we're going to fight our battles giving you praise and giving you glory so Lord it might look like we're surrounded it might look like there's more going wrong than there is going right but Lord we're going to fight our battles giving you praise and giving you glory so I will bless you Lord at all times and praise will continually be on my lips God we are going to give you praise from morning until night I'm going to give you praise Lord until breakthrough is mine God will give you praise until we receive our miracle God will give you praise until we see every divine reversal and divine turn
turn around in the name of Jesus. We're going to keep giving you praise and keep giving you praise until every devil in hell loses their hold on our families and our children. We're going to keep giving you praise until addiction backs up and, and retreats in the name of Jesus. We're going to keep giving you praise and de until depression loosens its hold. We're going to keep giving you praise until the last person and the last thought of suicide escapes our mind. We're going to keep giving you praise until the last cancer cell dries up and dies. God, we're going to keep giving you praise until we, we, we step out of poverty and into, into prosperity. God, we're going to keep giving you praise until we see every divine turnaround and every promise that you have ever given us, Lord, be manifested in our life. So I will bless you, Lord, at all times and praise will and shall continually be on our lips. And so God will give you praise and we'll give you glory and we'll give you honor today. We are a Joshua generation. We will be a Joshua generation. We will receive the things that Lord a Joshua generation receives. Oh God, hallelujah. I thank you that limitless, li limitless living will be our normal. Limitless living will be our, our, our normal. That, that, that there's nothing, that, that there's nothing Lord too, too much for you. Limitless living, limitless living. So Father, I thank you from this moment forward that Lord, I thank you that we would just receive, receive and begin to see the very, your very hand, God opening and touching things that Lord, we, we had saw been bound up. God, I thank you that it'd be the beginning of a brand new season, the beginning of a brand new thing in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, uh, that God, everything that's been bound up and held up, release it to your people in the name of Jesus. Release it in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you in advance for answer prayer. I thank you in advance for a week of breakthrough. I thank you in advance that God, you go before us. I thank you in advance that it don't matter what it looks like, that we're surrounded by you. It don't matter what things are going to go wrong. What things are going to go wrong won't get my attention because I'm surrounded by you. It don't matter if my car breaks down and, and, and there's no money left in the checkbook. I'm surrounded by you. It don't matter if I know I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill. I'm surrounded by you. God, it don't matter what goes wrong in our families. I'm surrounded by you. It don't matter who gets mad at us this week. We're surrounded by you. God, it doesn't matter who may rise up against us. Lord, we're surrounded by you. And so God will give you the glory. Lord, we give you the praise and all the honor today in this place. Lord, we'll bless you and we'll give you all the thanks and praise that is due to you, God, in this place. Miracle working, great God that you are. I thank you and I praise you for breakthrough. I thank you and I praise you for advancement. I thank you and I praise you, God, that we're going to step into and take hold of the very things that you promised us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, would you bless your people as we go about our week, as we, as we live our lives. God, I pray that they would see the very favor of God everywhere their feet go. Let the very favor of God be released on them. I pray that God every everything that they get involved in in the workplace and in their personal lives God let the favor of God be released on them in the name of Jesus God let every problem that seems to be going on before they got here God begin to just begin to dissipate and go away God let let issues that that, that look big God just dissolve and go away I thank you that, that Lord let family problems and that go away in the name of Jesus let let areas where there's been unforgiveness be, be restoration in the name of Jesus why because it's coming from the heavens and so God I give you glory and honor and praise for it right now. God, I pray that you bless them this week. Start a chain of events in their life that is unstoppable. Lord, let them just start a chain of events in their life that is unstoppable from this moment. A chain of events, God, a blessing and favor over their life, I pray in the name of Jesus. Do what only you can do, God, as we step out to be a Joshua generation, to be an aggressive people. And God will bless you and will give you glory and honor and praise from this place today for all that you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray today. Amen.
and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah.